This episode of the Cascadian Beer Podcast has been made possible by the BC Ale Trail. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired. What if all your favorite breweries were on the same street? Well, that's what we're going to look at today in part two of our series on Port Moody. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. I don't consider myself an expert in beer by any means, but I do enjoy and respect the craft and the passion of these brewmasters. I want to learn from these pioneers on what sets them apart from the rest and why they choose to call Cascadia their home. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest on the North American continent. It is made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. In this podcast series, I profile the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence on the international beer scene. If this is your first time here, hopefully you've hit that subscribe button. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can. We're at facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer, on Twitter at Cascadian Beer, and you can always find more information at Cascadian.beer. So today, this is the second part looking at Murray Street in Port Moody, B.C., This is a unique area in the Lower Mainland where there are four breweries situated on the same street, which has earned the nickname Brewer's Row. The final two breweries we're focusing on on this episode are Parkside Brewing and Twin Sales. If you've missed part one, you can check that out at Cascadian.beer, episode number 31. All right, first up, Twin Sales. They started making different styles of beer, but they've become known for their really juicy IPAs. I sat down with one of the owners. My name's Cody. And what's your role here? I am one of the owners of Twin Sales Brewing. Well, not a lot of people know this, but Twin Sales Brewing is actually named Twin Sales because it's me and my twin brother that own it. So, Wow. <laughs> a lot of people think it's just me because I'm the only one that's actually full-time working here. But uh, my brother, he's uh, more back behind the scenes kind of thing. But uh, but yeah, he's my business partner. So. so where does the sale come from then? I mean, it has a lot to do with a few things. I mean, I do sail a little bit. Um, I used to sail at Jericho over in Vancouver there. My dad used to race sailing boats and, you know, we're right by the water over here in England or Broad Inlet. So it just kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. And is there a sailboat parked somewhere in the brewery? Unfortunately, not yet. Okay. We're hoping next year we can buy one. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of the pecking order here on Brewers Row, which number are you to open? Uh, we were number three. Number so three. we were we were essentially opening while Moody Ales was still under construction. So they opened about probably two months after we got the, the space here. So yeah, we're, uh, we're about a year behind Moody Ales and about a year and a half behind, uh, two years, two and a half years, something like that behind Yellow Dogs. So. And, and you said you were growing up like sailing in Jericho. What brought you to Port Moody to open a brewery? We grew up in Maple Ridge, so not right. far from here. It's a couple towns over. And we grew up there. Um, we actually moved to California with my dad about <clears throat> 16, 17 years ago. He's still living down there, and um, me and my brother we both moved back up. I actually lived in Port Moody here for a good almost year and a half, two years when I was about 19 when I moved back up here. I eventually, you know, 
migrated down to Vancouver, but my brother, he, he still lives in the area. He actually lives just across the bay over on Aoko Road, which is a pretty popular area for um, a lot of the community here. So yeah. so how did beer find you? <laughs> beer found my brother, and then my brother found me. Uh, my brother was a home brewer for a while. Him and his friends from work were doing it for a little while, and it was just a hobby to start off with, and then they talked about the idea of possibly opening a brewery. It was kind of crappy. It was just getting big. You know, The big guys like P49 and 33 Acres and, and Strange Fellows were all kind of like coming to fruition it was like cool let's try to be a part of this thing it's pretty fun so he contacted me because i was working in bars in vancouver for a while and i had a lot of contacts with like pub accounts and restaurants and stuff like that so you know we kind of always looked at me being the guy on the sales side of things and then he was going to take care of the production and brewing aspect of it and you know we we entered uh, his beer into a couple competitions and and he was able to place like second and fifth and like did pretty well and like some pretty big homebrew competitions so we actually thought we had a, a chance at uh, doing all right at this thing so we'd always wanted to work together um throughout our, our childhood you know wanted for a long time we wanted to open a restaurant together you know he's always been back of house loves the kitchen kind of thing and and then i was, i've always been bartending and, and front of house management so that was always the goal but then uh yeah, he got into homebrewing and we just thought you know that sounds a lot more fun so so were you setting up here completely aware that there was uh, a brewery that was already here and there was another one that was about to open up. Oh yeah. I mean, we looked at a bunch of areas before we settled here. I mean, we looked at a bunch of locations in Vancouver. We looked at a couple of locations in Maple Ridge. We ended up getting a call about this location and we had known that Yellow Dog exists already and they had awesome beer. I mean, from day one, they were one of our favorite breweries. So we thought it was really cool that we can get a space here. And then we found out the Moody Ales was opening down the street. And we're like, you know, a lot of people have asked me, like, did you not think it was going to be oversaturated? In my mind, I thought as a strategy, especially knowing that the SkyTrain was coming in, that it'd be a destination. So that was that was definitely on our business plan from day one, was be able to take advantage of the, the SkyTrain access to Vancouver and Richmond and Surrey and, and everywhere and kind of use that density of breweries I, we had no intention of our idea the fourth one's going to come in but you know the three of us alone it's worth a trip out right so right and but you guys opened making different styles of beers to what you do now right oh big time yeah i mean well, i mean like everybody palettes change and mm-hmm. uh when we first opened up the styles of beer that climb my Playing myself liked were uh, more european style beers a lot of belgian stuff and german and all that i mean we really had kind of experienced the whole new england ipa style a beer that we produce a lot of now. It was something that we kind of got, I guess, introduced to through our brewers, uh, Dave and Ryan, who are big into the, the craft beer scene down in America. And uh, this is the style that was being popular down there and kind of growing in, in, in popularity across, across the country. And we managed to get our hands on a few cans of that stuff. And it was unreal. And we knew that nobody was really doing that style in Vancouver right now. Um, so we decided to sort of crack at it. About a year ago, actually, last weekend, we released our first New England style IPA. And after that, we just saw how well people received it and we slowly started transitioning to like bring a bit more of that style and now it's pretty much just all we do so so like really juicy oh, yeah. beers and that yeah haziness. a lot more focusing on uh on flavor and aroma than like bitterness which a lot of west coast style ipas are more known for so. with that one thing that stands out for me with you guys is your packaging because you're in cans and i just love the design on it um how did you come up with that 
concept? Uh, the funny thing is actually uh, a lot of people contact us asking who does their design work and blah, blah, blah. It's actually me and my one of my brewers are the main guys that do it. And I just got sick of dealing with, with graphic designers because it's so hard to kind of put your vision on paper through their mind. So I just spent like a month learning how to use Illustrator and Photoshop and I do my labels myself now. Right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the branding just came because we, we designed ourselves and we wanted something simplistic and different from the, what the market looks like right now. And, and yeah, we came up with the white can stuff and people loved it. And then we just started recently this year doing uh, a lot of our one-off series. So it's all in like sticker labels, like, you know, a lot, a lot of tin showing. And for those, we just have fun. It's like, we're never going to put this beer out again. We just have a good time, like make weird labels and like make, as long as it makes ourselves laugh, we love it. So, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and does what comes first? Does the name of the beer come first or does the design come first? <laughs> Honestly, some of these? Well, we have like a bank of about 15 or 20 names that have no association with beer upstairs. They're just like ready to go on a beer. So we'll come up with a beer and find the name that we think suits it best. And if we don't have one, we'll come up with something else. So yeah, it's, it's kind of, uh, kind of all over the map. Sometimes we're just like, Oh man, I thought of an awesome name. And then we think of a beer after that, or we think of an awesome beer. And then we're like, okay, we got an awesome name for it here so what, what's one of your favorite names um so far space armadillo i mean it's one of those beers we've only got a chance to make it one time but people love it, it they've been nuts for it but i mean it's so simplistic like it's amarillo hops with galaxy hops you know like space armadillo like it just makes sense right so <laughs> yeah. we got a couple versions of that that we really want to put out sometime next year um the only issue is right now we just can't get the galaxy hops for it so we have a contract for next year so we'll definitely be making a few versions of that one next year so i'm stoked about that cool so when you and your brother were thinking about this how long was it from the initial concept to opening your door we put pen to paper about i'd say about Eight months before we found a location, and then we opened up about a year after that, a year and two weeks after that. So, I mean, we got the location before we even had the financing. That was the craziest thing was Clay and I signed a lease for this place with $10,000 in our pocket. You know, we had enough money for for two months rent and <laughs> no money. So it was, it definitely lit a fire in our ass. Like I remember that the night before we removed subjects, we were on the phone, just like, should we do it? Should we do it? Should we do it? And it's like, this location's amazing. We're not going to find something better than this. It's like, if we don't take this, it could be a year before we find something that's good. So we just signed the documents and, you know, crossed our fingers and we were able to get the financing, you know, within about three months. And, uh, and yeah, then it was just, it was go time, like uh, starting about February. We took the space in October and in February we started construction and, and it was about eight months after that when we opened. So. Right. And so then like parts of the brew house, is it all brand new gear? Did you salvage it from uh, we, else? We got everything brand new. Yeah. I right. mean, we, we went to China for the brew house. I mean, that was just, you know, at the time the dollar was all right. And uh, the Chinese, Chinese equipment just... Price-wise, it was you know a couple hundred thousand dollars less than the next best quote that we got from the local suppliers. But at the end of the day, I mean, we spent almost two hundred thousand dollars replacing stuff already. So in hindsight, it probably wasn't the best decision. I mean, we've got added a couple tanks to the family since then, and and uh, they've all been locally made, and we'll probably continue doing that going forward. It just makes more sense. And then, do you have a canning line? Uh, no, not yet. We use uh, West Coast Canning. They're uh, they're awesome guys, and you know they allow breweries like us to 
to get into that can market, you know, well ahead, well ahead of time than we normally would have. So it's nice. I mean, you can take somebody our size and, and, you know, we don't have to spend $150,000 to buy a canning line. You know, we can can with them and, and continue to put it out in the market. And yeah, it works great. I mean, we have hopes to buy a canning line eventually, but it's expensive and a lot of things can be bought with that money, like more tanks. So mm-hmm. yeah. Or replacement parts. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or replacing pumps. <laughs> yeah. So what's, what's the size of the brew house then? We get about a 2,000 liter yield out of each, each brew. So it's the house, brew house itself is about 24X. And um, we yield about 2,000 liters in each tank. So two 220 hectares tanks, three 40 hectares tanks, two 60 hectares tanks. And we just ordered two more 60 hectares tanks. So yeah, we uh, should be expanding again sometime in the next four months or so. Has there been anything that you were just caught completely off guard with when you were trying to open? Oh, all you, the time. That you wish you knew before? <laughs> this is one of the craziest stories. Um, when we got the Chinese equipment, we were supposed to have one of the engineers from the company we purchased off fly out here and help us put it together. His visa got denied. Oh, and the only other engineer with the company was in Switzerland at the time installing one of their other brew houses. So we had all this equipment that had like Chinese writing on it and we had no idea what to do with it. So I had to actually go in the phone book and find a uh, English Chinese translator. And she came down and spent two days with us translating every single piece of uh, every single sticker that was on all, all the piece of equipment, all the piping, everything. Like she essentially told us what everything was. And we had to like put this jigsaw puzzle together ourselves afterwards. It was like, imagine doing a puzzle without the front cover. Right. <laughs> like, I have no idea what this thing's supposed to look like, but here are the pieces. And, and did you we, get one of those punch labels to like rename everything? Oh yeah. Okay. We, we literally like just tape underneath the underneath the sticker that they put on and written on we put t- tape underneath and wrote in english what it was it was a pretty crazy journey it, it took us about three four weeks to put everything together but yeah we managed to do it but it was it was definitely interesting for sure did the engineer finally turn up and go oh good job no right. no they never came all I right mean, whatever it's you know the risky take going with uh you know place like china for making equipment right yeah. they don't really care once you get the gear it's like all right it's yours whatever i don't care what happens after this <laughs> you know so right but yeah i mean it was it worked out well we the brew house has actually stood up pretty well for us i mean we had no leaks with any of our stainless which is awesome and and uh the brew house like i said we've replaced some parts but i mean aside from that it's worked pretty well for us so right so you open your doors where you just bum rushed like right from day one or did it take a little while to get a get some people in well the funny thing was we actually got our approval for occupancy about a week before we expected to so we hadn't even we had just finished hiring our taste room staff like we uh we had no plans for opening that week and then we got the occupancy permits on the friday and we're like should we open tomorrow I'm like why not right so we had a big staff meeting we're like hey guys like is anybody able to work tomorrow we got our occupancy soon everybody's like yeah yeah let's do it let's do it so we did like a really quick training session and like um like we were we were still like putting the bar top onto the bar like 15 minutes before we opened like it was like just go 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 we had a couple of staff come in and just help us finish off the taste room and then we didn't say anything we didn't post anything on social media we just opened the doors and put the open sign on and just figured we'll see what happens and within an hour people caught wind that we were open and we had a line up to the door for about six hours straight like it was pretty crazy yeah we were like just jammed in there and 
Yeah, it was fun. I had my dad out. He was up from California and my sister was over from the Sunshine Coast and we were all just kind of like standing there and all like, what the hell is this? Like, this is nuts. So yeah, it was a pretty cool feeling. But yeah, I mean, from there, like it was fortunate, like I'd mentioned that we, uh, I had some connections in Vancouver for some pub accounts and, and a lot of local bars around town were really generous in supporting us as well. And, and yeah, we were, we were able to get our stuff into, into some pubs really quickly and which is awesome. But yeah, it was, it's definitely been like the last, I'd say the last six months that it's really kicked up for us you know the first year was was great and we would learn a lot um year two has been pretty nuts though yeah for sure do you think you'd have the same level of success if you opened elsewhere in the lower mainland um i don't know i mean that's it's a tough question i mean we've been very beneficial with this location that there's a lot of community support and, and you know like this is the thing to do now in town right like you're going out on a friday let's go hit up brewer's row there's lots to do especially with the, the farmer's market that's going on on the weekends now and you know we, there's always events going on in the park across the street we just had rib fest a couple weeks ago and golden sky train's open it makes that. it easy now so yeah. sky train makes it able you're able to come down and drink and not have to worry about getting home you know yeah. so yeah it's great i mean this this area has really been beneficial to help us with the t- Eastern aspect of it you know we've been fortunate that like we get i live downtown and I, I go to some of the breweries out there quite often and uh you know we're busier than they are in my mind like it's crazy we we all have half hour lineups to get in sometimes like it's across across the street like it's just nuts. So yeah, it's, it's been great for us out here. I mean, we'll see if it continues. I mean, a lot of people come out here for the first time. It's how many people are going to come, come out second time or third time. Right. So it's been great for the local community, but yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. If somebody was wanting to go down this path themselves, what would be some advice you'd give them? Honestly, uh, get to know your local brewers. Um, they're going to give you the best advice you can possibly get. I got a few guys that are opening up around town close to us right now. And, you know, I tell them like, anytime you got a question, just shoot me an email. Like they'll come in and like show me their plans for their brew house setup and I'll give them any advice that I think they should do. And, and, uh, I got a friend actually in, in Niagara right now that used to live out here and he's opening a brewery. Same thing. Like he sends me out, uh, his, his plans and, and asks me questions about like, how much did you pay for this? How much is this? How much is this? Kind like putting his budget together and like how soon should i ho- like hire my brewer stuff like that and you know chinese characters now yeah, for exactly. brew house. I, can, yeah. I, can, I can tell you what cold water looks like in chinese <laughs> characters so yeah that's great <laughs> um, and so uh who's inspiring you to uh to create the beers that you guys are creating right now um you know the, the guys that we emulate a lot of american guys um you know some of our favorites are monkish and and uh, trillium and other half and guys like that there's also guys that we really like that are local smaller but you know like structures down in bellingham is one of the best breweries that i, I locally within driving distance in my mind they're incredible and the guys at holy mountain like we're actually hoping in the next six months here to start a pretty serious barrel program we're looking at buying about uh, two three hundred barrels and a full new brew house like small brew house and just focusing on strictly barrel stuff at a different location and uh we're pretty stoked about that and you know it's guys like holy mountain putting out beers like they do or side project or whatever right so those in our our mind those guys are the ones that are like they're leaps beyond everybody else as far as beer quality and beer styles and creativity right so there's some really good guys in in canada too i mean bellwood's own in ontario is killing it right now and we just did a collaboration with dunham and their their wild stuff is next level 
Um, yeah, so there's a lot of guys in, uh, around North America that really inspire us for sure. So with barrels, like, you know, do you want to get a fooder? Do you want to get a cool ship? Like- yeah, we're, we're looking at getting a couple of fooders and uh, we'll probably do two or three fooders just to kind of use for blending. And then we want to do a, a whole wild program um, as well as a stealth program, a couple of barley wines, stuff like that. So yeah, we're pretty excited about that for sure. All right. And if somebody was uh, to make the journey out here uh, for their first time, what would be something... Uh, as an experience you'd want them to leave with? Um, honestly, I, our biggest thing is converting IPA fans or not I, non-IPA fans. You know, like we have a lot of people walk in here and be like, oh, you guys just serve IPAs. It's like, try them, you know, like just give them a try. Like there's a lot of people that still perceive IPAs as bitter beer. You know, we don't do that. You know, all of our, all of our hop additions are Whirlpool or, or dry hop, right? So you're not getting a ton of that bitterness. And, and even though we have five different IPAs on, they all taste drastically different because they all use different hops, you know? So it's really just showcasing what IPAs can be to a lot of people that are afraid to drink them right now. So that's our biggest thing is, is to come out and, and, and enjoy an IPA. Trust me, you will enjoy it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Big thank you to Cody at Twin Sales. Was great to hang out with him. And a uh, little update: since I did that interview, which was a couple months ago, uh, Space Armadillo is back. So if you are curious to try Space Armadillo, it is now available in cans from Twin Sales. All right, I'm going to walk down Brewers Row because it's such a lovely day, and it's just so nice that there are four great breweries all on the same street, and it's such a beautiful location that there's actually a lot more to explore in Port Moody as well. In fact, the BC Ale Trail has a great two-day itinerary you can check out on their website. I actually used the BC Ale Trail while I was making this episode to find a great place for lunch. And it's not just Port Moody. The BC Ale Trail showcases many parts of the province. At bcaletrail.ca, you'll find recommended itineraries, a comprehensive list of every craft brewery in BC, a calendar of beer events, and a blog with lots of great stories. The regional ale trails include local breweries, pubs, and restaurants, along with outdoor activities in the supernatural landscapes that surround them. So whether you're planning a weekend trip or just being a tourist in your own backyard, let the BC Ale Trail guide you to your next beer adventure. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at bcaletrail.ca. All right, I've arrived at my destination of the final brewery on Brewer's Row, and that is Parkside Brewery. All right, your name? Sam Payne. And what is your role here? Uh, my card says I'm the co-executive super president. Right. That's an awesome title. Thanks. Yeah, I make my own cards now, so I get to write whatever I want. It's fun. <laughs> All right. And your brewery is called Parkside. Uh, it's not too much of a stretch of the imagination of why that probably is the case, but maybe I'm wrong. Why are you called Parkside? Well, the Parkside Brewery is strictly, literally, because we're across the street from Rocky Point Park. We're, we're, we're beside Rocky Point Park, but Parkside's meant to be a little bit more literal, too. It could be any park, anywhere, and just kind of a, you know, a summary of um, the idea of being social and together community-based you know i should really try and remain unbiased in this but i think you guys got the best patio like (laughs) and like probably the best patio in metro vancouver with your little grass grassy knoll out the front and everything so well thank you yeah so it's you know it's it's a park year round out here there's a lot a lot of good places to have a beer in uh, in bc so it's uh you know nice to nice to have people coming out often yeah yeah so uh when did you guys open june 8th uh 2016 
Yeah, and so you're brewery number four on the street? We're brewery number four in Port Moody, that's right. Were you a little intimidated moving into a neighborhood with three guys already on the same street? Not at all. We knew them pretty well. And I mean, Vern and, and Jeff, my business partners, they uh, they live out here. So they're really familiar with sort of the, um, the camaraderie out here and just the area. I worked out here a long time ago, so I was pretty familiar with Port Moody as well. And, you know, my experience in craft beer is that everybody's in it to get along and help each other. And then we literally have had that going on. We coined the area Brewers Row ourselves, the four breweries. And Do you have a petition in with the municipality to change the name of the street yet? <laughs> <laughs> we like Murray Street. It's fine. It's great. Right. Yeah. Not, not, uh, Alemaker's Way or something like There's that? There's a lot of uh, conversations that go on. I mean, the four the four owners, ownership groups, we get together all the time and have beers. We've got beers uh, happening today, actually. Later today, we're going to sit down and sort of t- chat about some events that are coming up and things that are going on in the area. And we really just spend time promoting the area and figuring out how to get more and more people to Port Moody. Yeah, and it's super easy now because that SkyTrain line's open to to downtown. So it's crazy easy. And I, I mean, I was a Vancouver guy for a long time, and although I worked in Port Moody and knew knew Port Moody, you don't really realize how close it is. I mean, it's it's thirty minutes to downtown, and I was living in South Vancouver, and sometimes it was thirty minutes to get home there. Yeah. So now I live just down the street from here, and uh, wouldn't wouldn't trade it for anything. Great community. So how did beer find you? Beer found me. I was finishing, it was a long time ago, goodness. Um, I was finishing school at UBC and I needed a bartending job to pay for it. So I was bartending and managing pubs around town. I ended up pouring drinks at the Yelltown Brewing Company for quite a while and learning quite a bit about craft beer there. And uh, I got pulled out from behind the bar to start uh, my former business and did that for a dozen years and then got an opportunity to come here and work with Vern. Right. And how did that all come together? Vern Lamborn, I got a call from him one day, and uh, I've known Vern for a long time, and he was friends with a lot of the the brewers that I've been working with for a long time, and guys that I considered class acts and, and legends in the business. And you know, it's funny because Vern called me, and although he and I had only ever had half a dozen conversations in our life, you know, you get a call from a guy like Vern Lamborn, and you answer the phone, and Vern asked me if I knew a guy that wanted to talk about a thing, and I did, and he and I had lunch the next day, and uh, that was where it all started. Right, and so how long was that uh, from that initial? idea to planning stage to opening the door? I left my old business uh, in November of 2015. He and I probably had that conversation. It's probably in September of 2015, I would think. So that's a relatively quick turnaround. It was relatively quick. I mean, it was a couple months, but uh, you know, it was time and the opportunity was great. And my old business side, we, uh, the, at the Red Truck Beer Company, we get along great still. I mean, we're dear friends. They were good to me. I was good to them. And it was just the right time. I think it was, it was just great timing. And it, was, uh, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't an easy decision, but it was um, a decision I was happy to be able to make. So was the initial idea to come to Port Moody or someplace else? Vern had already had the piece of land. So it was basically, hey, here's the idea. Here's what we have so far. Um, we really want your opinion on it, but come see the come see the space and come look around. So uh, you know, I thought about it and came out and looked at the space. And this was an old, uh, the building we're sitting on now, or the place we're sitting now was an old, um, an old beat up warehouse. You know, but I, I could picture what, what was good here and what was going to happen here. And yeah, that was about it. Came out and cleaned up the place and helped build the place. And we got open a few months later. So you, you came in to, uh, into the company, and Vern had been working at Granville Island. Uh, Vern had already left Granville Island. Um, I'll, let, I'll, I'll let him talk about that. But, I mean, he, he'd already left that business and, and basically had started a bit of con- uh, was doing a bit of consulting and just kind of between, between ideas. Um, I think there was some timing stuff about when he could get back into the industry and that kind of thing. But um, this presented itself, and it was about a year after he had left his old business, if I'm, if I'm getting the timing right. Mm-hmm. And so what did he want to brew? 
I think for the most part, whatever he wanted, right? I mean, I think that there were some styles that he really enjoyed making, some styles that he that he that he didn't, and ultimately, just the idea of you know freedom, not like uh, nothing unlike you know being a journalist or being a, you know being a, in a lot of different parts of business. Sometimes you just want to do what you want when you want to do it, and mm-hmm. and how you want to do it, and you know just the opportunity to go out on our own. I think it's a lot of our dreams, right? So, what was your initial response when you tried your first batch of beer that you guys made here? Oh, I skipped. I was so excited. It was Dusk Pale Ale. I remember it to this day. I took it out of the fermenter and I was just so excited about how flavorful it was and, uh, you know, just drinkable it was and light, light yet uh, full body. It had everything that I wanted in, in the first beer. And I was really, I knew Vern was good, but, um, you know, we got to open up and, and all of the first batches all hit the mark and, and we were running right out of the gates. It was, it was great. So doors come open where you guys slam that day. We were. There's a video on our on our Instagram feed and, and just a video. You know, I've been I've been obviously logging kind of everything that's been going on for a year and a half. I handle some of the social media stuff, and you know, that day, the second we opened, we we claimed we were going to open at 2 p.m. that day, and at 1:50 it started raining, and we had a lineup down the block. So we just said, "Hey, we're open," and uh, and got a nice video of just people just filling the room, and it was uh, wonderful. Again, just another another um, thumbs up for the community. Did you run out of beer at any point? Yeah, we've. <laughs> it's been a. That's been a good juggle since we started. I mean, we got really lucky and and got some new tanks right away, and we brought tanks in three times actually in, in the first year we've been open. That's uh, you know, that speaks to the number of seats that we have here, but also the popularity of the beer in the area. And you guys have been packaging um, as well. Was uh, was that the initial idea too, or did you just want to sell? Yeah, well, we wanted to pack it. We we definitely had a plan to 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 can uh, a number of our beers. I mean, our, our core lineup when we opened was planned to be Dusk Pale Ale, Dawn Pilsner, and Graffiti IPA. And we've recently added Dimwit in cans full time as well. And we always yeah we wanted to do cans. We, we think it really speaks to um, to being social and and responsible. As well, I mean, nobody takes glass to the park and glass to the beach. Why would you? So that was a decision we made about uh, about canning our beers, and you know, we got into the BC government channel uh, mid October in 2016, and um, yeah, quite a few cans on shelves now. It's good. You have your own canning line back there. We do. We have a cast canning line back there, and it's a it's a beast that we love and 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 battle with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, do you think uh, you guys could do this brewery anywhere else besides Port Moody? That's a fine question. I haven't really thought of it. I mean, this is really, you know, the Parkside Brewery right now. Um, you know, that being said, like we talked about a bit ago, is we believe the the concept and culture of Parkside can happen at any park and in any community. But um, we'll focus on this one. We'll focus on this one now. It's a year old. So, we're, we're happy here, right where we are. All right. And who's inspiring you, uh, like just in the local metro area? to, uh, you know, probably bring something new to the table for you guys in terms of what you're making here? There's great breweries everywhere. I mean, there's a lot of great breweries in BC. I mean, you know, when I'm not, when I'm not drinking Parkside beer, I'm drinking something from Brewers Row or I'm drinking Strange Fellows or, or, or Main Street or, or a lot of different good breweries, right? I mean, we bring in, we've got a guest tap program and we've got, you know, everything from uh, Four Winds, Persephone, Brass Neck, Strange Fellows, you know, kind of going, going oftentimes that it's great to be able to celebrate the community. You know, and have some new styles in house all the time as well. As far as inspiration, I mean, we sit down a lot. I mean, we've been inspired by the business for a long time. So, 
you know, I, I don't want to say we're inspired by ourselves. That's that, that sounds funny, but well, you that, know, it, it's an inspiring spot that you guys are in. I mean, the mountains are just over the water there and it's, you know, it's a nice, beautiful sunny day. We're sitting out on your patio. I mean, I think we're just excited. I mean, again, other people's excitement. I, I think that help, you know, that helps coming to work every day and seeing people come in and excited about, you know, excited about grabbing a hat and having a beer and, and, and coming back, you know, again and again, uh, you know, so that, and then because we're a year old, every beer we make is a new beer. So it's fun, you know, and every brand that we release on, on that beer, it, it becomes fun as well. So, you know, we're just inspired by, I guess the industry, I think is probably the right answer there. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, somebody was to come here for the first time, what would be an experience you'd want them to have here and leave with? Well, the experience of just having a full sort of family friendly uh, to visit. I mean, you know, on any given on any given day, we've got we've got families and dogs and kids running around and that and that's good fun, too. But, you know, a park bench flight would probably be the beer experience I want them to have. I mean, we've got literal small park benches uh, where you get four, four or five ounce uh, tasting glasses and you could sample, you know, one of, you know, at any given time we could have, you know, four to ten beers going. So, yeah, I think a park bench flight or two, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Well, thanks. Thank you once again to all four of the breweries now in two episodes here on the Cascadian Beer Podcast that took the time to sit down and chat with me. Really appreciate it. And you guys got to go check them out. It is so easy to get to Port Moody if you're coming from downtown Vancouver. Uh, great connection with the SkyTrain. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's really a no brainer if you're looking for something to do on the weekend. And the beer is amazing. So do you really need more of an excuse to go? So I'm Aaron. This is the Cascadian Beer Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And thanks to the BC Ale Trail for making this episode possible. If you want to hear more episodes, you can wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm more than likely there. So you can go back in time through the archive and let me know what your favorite episode is. You can reach out to me on social media by going to facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. I'm on Twitter at Cascadian Beer and I'm on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. Thank you so much again for listening. Really do appreciate it. And until next time, remember, support your local.